You're listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, episode 28, and today I have a little bonus episode for you. This is going to be a quicker episode, and I'm sharing with you all a little bit about my mental health journey. I'm talking with you all about how motherhood held a mirror up to my my mental health and how that journey and that it's a journey that I'm still on has really brought me to where I am today behind this mic talking to you. So I'm not going to do a big intro this time and I'm not reading a review of the week. I will resume that next week with next Tuesday's episode, but I'm really excited for you all to tune in and hear my heart. This is a vulnerable story and I hope that it resonates with you. I hope that it blesses you. And if you, you know, if if there's anything in this episode that makes you just want to reach out, something that really strikes a chord with you or that you relate to, then I just want you to know that my door is open and I would love for you to DM me or to email me um, and we can have a conversation. Know that I'm here for you, I'm supporting you, and that we are in this journey together. Without further ado, let's dive into today's episode. Welcome to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, a podcast created to help you conquer the mental load of motherhood so you can be intentional with the missions God has called you to both in and out of motherhood. Here, you will learn how to manage it all, your time, your home, your family, your career, and more so you can go from feeling overwhelmed and stretched thin to mothering with joy and living fully on purpose for the Lord. If you're ready to change your motherhood narrative, reclaim your joy, own your time, and get back to your mission, then you're in the right place. I'm your host, founder, and CEO of Mission Motherhood, Caroline J. Sumlin. Ready? Let's do this. Hey mama, welcome back to the Mission Motherhood Podcast, and this is a bonus episode for you all today, and I'm going completely off script here. Like, I typically have half of a script written for um, our episodes. I usually have an outline or something like that, and I'm not doing that today. Today, I am here to just talk with you all and tell you about a little bit about my mental health journey and about how motherhood held a mirror up to my mental health in a way that I never expected. This is, these, these mental health things, I, I don't, that's weird. Um, this is something I've struggled with for a long time. Let's just put it that way. And, um, and it's something that for a little, a little bit, like a couple of years before getting married, before having children, I was in a really good place. Since, um, since childhood, since middle school, really, um, but really even before then, I can remember having some pretty difficult struggles with um, just not liking myself, not loving myself, not feeling like I was worthy of life, not feeling like I was worthy of much of anything, and feeling very unloved, feeling like a burden in general, um, and I'm not going to really get into the background of why and how and all that stuff, but that's what I 
grappled with for the majority of my childhood. And I did a lot of healing when I went to college. And that was just so God led. When I was in high school is when I really started to kind of get nudges from the Lord about following him. And I started to get really interested in the Lord. And I grew up in church. I um, went to church, you know, typically like every other Sunday. My mom wasn't a huge every Sunday church goer. She was very much a like a what I like to call a Sunday Christian. And that's going to sound going to sound judgmental. It's going to sound mean, but it's not. It's just a way that I describe her. Um, and I say that because she wasn't someone that was raising me to be a disciple of Jesus. She, was, she wasn't someone that was knew her word very well um, and was really had a relationship with Jesus herself. She was someone that, well, she was raised in church. She was taught you go to church on Sundays and you you know, give a little $20 to the church every time the, the plate passes and you participate in the songs and then you leave and that's it. But there was no, there was no, let's learn how to love and live and follow, love and live like Jesus and follow Jesus in our household at all. Um, so while I, while I went to church, you know, regularly, um, I didn't, really understand that having a relationship with the Lord was something that you could have, you know, and, and I just thought it was just, I don't even know what I really thought, but I I do remember seeing a lot of the other adults in my church and how they would just lift their hands and praise and worship and seem to just be so overcome with emotion and with joy when talking about the Lord. And I was always like, well, where's that? What, like, what, what are we missing here? Like, I, I was very aware of that as a, as a child or, you know, perhaps maybe began to be aware of that even as a teenager. But I, I think it was before then that my mom and I didn't have that same joy. Like there was, there was very little joy in, um, in our household for one reason or, or another. And I knew that when I became a mom, I didn't want that to be what our household felt like. And I knew like looking at the people that I went to church with, like there was something there. Like why, why wasn't it that we weren't ever raising our hands to worship? Why wasn't it that my mom was never overcome with emotion with worshiping? Why was it that she just sat there? Um, you know, what, like, who is this Jesus that they seem to love so much, but that, you know, looking back now, I realized like that was God just whispering and nudging and poking and saying, I've got more for you and I'm calling you. And that was, that was the Holy Spirit beginning to do his nudging. And by the time I was in high school, um, like, I think I was about 15 or so, maybe 16 years old. And, um, and by then I was starting to kind of get a little bit more interested in, the young adult ministry or the youth ministry at my church. And it was really small. I went to a small Baptist church in St. Paul, Minnesota. It was a black church. Um, and I, you know, just wanted to get more involved, like some, for something, something in me wanted, wanted me to get more involved. And so I did. And I was a musician. I played the flute. And so I was always just fascinated with musicians in church. And I, asked if they needed a flute player and they said, yeah, absolutely. And that was kind of cool. I was just, it was something you don't typically see. It was just a flautist in, uh, the church, like the little church ensemble, which really just consisted of keys. And, um, there was a keys player and a piano player 
and a drummer and a bass player and myself. And that was it. And we were, we were the little music group. And that was the beginning of me getting really involved in church and um, starting to, you know, go to a youth ministry group and starting to experience church and experience Jesus away from my mom in a way that kind of allowed me to gather my own thoughts and my own, like, um, my own observations and really be like, okay, I can start to pursue Jesus for myself. So I say that to say it started in high school and then it went and went on into college. And in that, in that, during that time in high school, I was in a very difficult mental space. I've again, you know, talking about what I felt as a child that had never really gone away. I felt worthless. I felt, um, unworthy. And I really deal with that in high school or dealt deal. That's not a word dealt with that in high school so much. And I used the things that I loved, like performing and speech and theater and music as a way to escape from the way that I was really feeling emotionally and, um, and mentally. So in college, that's when Jesus was like, Hey, I'm coming for you. It was like, I I went away to school. I went to Washington, DC. I went to Howard university in Washington, DC. Shout out to anyone out there that, um, is uh, a fellow HU bison. Um, and going to Howard was literally how I knew the Lord, how I came to know the Lord. I always say that Howard was not my, you know, I thought I was going there to create a career in journalism and I went there for the Lord to call me to him. And it was, it's a beautiful story of how he did that. And so that was the beginning of my healing, the healing work that I began to do in getting to some of my lowest points of realizing that I, I could not allow myself to feel and, and agree with just so much worthlessness and so much. I, I just cared for myself so little guys. Like it's so interesting because I'm so passionate about moms and really women in general caring for themselves. But you know, my, what I know most, um, is motherhood because I stepped into motherhood when I was you know 25 years old, um, as a stepmom. So I know that the most, I don't really know what it's like to be a woman in her twenties. That's not a mom and just discovering herself and not married. And I, I didn't really get too much of that time. I'm, I'm going to get there. Um, so I know mothers most, but I'm really passionate about women, mothers caring for themselves and loving themselves, because this is not something that I started struggling with in motherhood. And I think that so many women don't really begin struggling with this in motherhood. I believe that women are made aware of how much they've been struggling with this their entire life. Just think about it. Why are mothers so, why is it so difficult for us to love ourselves and take care of ourselves and prioritize our needs? There's more there than just becoming a mother. There's, there's deeper there's, there's something deeper there. And that's why I say motherhood really held a mirror up to my mental health and to my, my well-being. that it was like, God knew I needed it in order to see it because without, it wasn't until someone else's life was on the line that my mental health and my emotional health and my physical health became important because I felt and thought of myself so little even in college to the point where like for me working myself to the bone, getting very little sleep, joining 
a million different clubs and organizations. That was where I put my worth. That's where I put my, my energy. And, and that's where I put my identity you know, placed my identity, but God was healing me. Jesus was, was working in me. And I started following Jesus in college and really had my true surrender moment as a senior in college. And I had just ended a really, really bad relationship, very abusive man that I was with. And I was with him for way too long. And I was at that point, like actively seeking God, but I just hadn't quite had that true full moment of, all right, sur- like, all right, Lord, like I'm here. I'm all yours. Like that true surrender moment. Um, because in reality, God was really knocking on my head for a while to leave this man. And I, I was stubborn. And I, I, I thought, again, I felt and thought of myself so little that I let a man abuse me. That was one of my lowest points. I was like, I really hate myself that much. I've let myself do this. And not only just that, but I just took very little care of myself. I didn't eat very well. I didn't eat a lot. My friends had to beg me to eat and I didn't even, I wasn't even doing it like in an anorexic, like I want to be skinny kind of way. It was just some weird twisted thing that I did just because like caring for myself and eating was like, I didn't find myself worthy of that, which is crazy to think of now. I love food. I love eating. I don't ever want to stop eating. And so I um, eat healthy, don't get me wrong, and all that stuff. But I, I just, it's funny now, like people see me eat, and like, I've never seen you eat so much in your life. Um, but I, I did that, and I got very little sleep, and I always struggled with chronic pain, and, and I've um, always kind of pushed through chronic pain. and just didn't, didn't care for myself, didn't see doctors. If I did see doctors, it didn't last very long. Just, just very, very, just really not very kind to myself. And um, the lowest point of that was the relationship I was in. And so when I finally left that relationship and just had had enough and um, I had that surrender moment and I told God, hey, like I'm all yours. I'm all in. I'm, I'm, this life is for you. The way that I've been living is not, is not, it's not working. It's not working anymore. And I, I need to start fresh and you start new. And he met me right there when I was on my knees in the, in my apartment bedroom floor, crying out to him. And I heard him so clearly and it was so beautiful. And I'll never forget that moment. So I lead all that up to say that like, once that happened, I had been doing so much healing work in college, just through different like I said, I've been see, I'd really been seeking Jesus for like the four years I was in college then hit that like And did like a lot of healing work and realization about things. And when I hit that like really low moment, that was when like the breakthrough really happened. And so when I graduated college, I was in a great place mentally and emotionally. And I was just, I was on cloud nine. I was, I was just, me and Jesus were homies. I wasn't looking for no man. I wasn't looking to, you know, I knew that I wanted to be a mom one day though. That was a big thing for me. I knew and realized like the Lord helped me to realize when I, when I had that moment that one of the things that he had always, like one of the dreams he'd always put on my heart was to be a mother. And I had, I have always had other dreams as well, um, that I won't get into, but I, I knew that it was one of them. And so one of the things that he told me to do was to not pursue my career of journalism for many reasons. But one of those being that he was calling me to motherhood and that was not the kind of job that I was going to, to do while being a mom. Not that you can't do that, but that was just not for me. And so I, um, I didn't, I knew that was a thing. I knew I want to be a mom, but at the moment I was like, I'm living my best life. I'm 22 years old. I was working, living in DC, just was really pursuing Jesus with my whole heart. Just 
all my time was spent with him. Like I, I didn't have any, anyone or anything to like distract me. And it was just such a golden time. And I, by the time I met my husband, I felt ready to, to begin courting and to begin dating because I was so healed. And I thought that I was like, like just not all the things, all the things that I had wrestled with, um, mentally, I, I thought that they were kind of gone, you know? So fast forward to, me getting married to my wonderful husband and again entering into instant stepmom mode being a full-time stepmom to a 13 year old boy now mind you I had already been kind of caring for him um you know when my husband and I were engaged but I, I, I was not living with my husband so sure you know I would sometimes spend the night with my husband at his at his place or whatever um it wasn't like I was living with him or anything I had my own apartment my own place my husband and I you know we waited to move in together until after the day after the wedding day. So we moved the apartment and had it already and set up, but we never lived together until the day after our wedding day. Um, and we went on our honeymoon and then we came back and boom, there he was like my stepson. And I knew that God was calling me to be this little boy's stepmother. And I know that that was something he, he saw me through and he equipped me through it. And it was one of the most difficult seasons of my life. Um, and then of course, by adding my own children and it was not until I began parenting this 13 year old and then welcoming my first child and my second child that I realized that the mental health struggles were even deeper than I had ever imagined. And God used motherhood to hold that mirror up to my mental health and for me to really stop. And it's still happening literally to this day, every day, every day, I'm looking at myself in the mirror and my mental health and the things that, and my trauma and my pain and more realizations are coming out left and right. And it's, it's coming to the surface and I'm, I'm sharing this with you. And I'll, I'll share a little bit more about what, like some specifics there, but I'm sharing this with you because this, this is so real. And this, this may be your story too. Maybe you didn't realize it, but I think mothers struggle so much in motherhood because of the mirror that that motherhood holds up, holds, it holds a mirror up to us, right? It holds a mirror up to ourselves. And it reveals childhood pain, childhood trauma, things that were said to us that we thought we had buried but didn't realize affected us so deeply. It brings so much to the surface, so much beauty, but also so much pain. And we struggle deeply with our worth and deeply with whether or not we're called for, you know, anything outside of motherhood. We struggle with feeling like we're enough in motherhood. We struggle with feeling like we're worthy of love and life and care. And we struggle with this guilt. I I firmly believe that guilt, mom guilt especially, is from the enemy himself. I really do. I don't see why. I see it. I understand why we as a society, as a culture, have such an issue with mom guilt because we are so afraid we're going to ruin our children because we 
ourselves have our own childhood trauma that we're dealing with that we aren't even realizing is such a big deal. And so we become mothers to the point that once we become mothers, we are so we're so like we're in the we're in the middle of realizing our own trauma, recognizing our own trauma. And we're so afraid of causing and inflicting trauma on our own children that we deal with such so much guilt that we think that we we have to we're, we're just we're afraid. Right. We're, we're afraid to to um, to to fail, really. And you add in that, of course, social media and perfectionism and comparison and all that stuff. And you just kind of a whole mess of stuff. And the devil just swoops in and plays on that and, and makes us feel horrible, which is, which is horrible in, in and of itself. Um, and, it, and it really, it really is a ploy. It's a ploy from the devil. It really, it really is because we are all, we're all such amazing mothers and, and God is calling us to motherhood and he's equipping us for it and he's equipping us through it. And it's okay to need help and it's okay to need time and it's okay to take care of ourselves. But if it wasn't specifically coming back to me, if it wasn't for motherhood showing me how desperately I needed to take care of myself, how desperately I needed to heal from my trauma, how desperately I needed to, to love myself, I, I, I would still be... I, I would not, I would still be walking in an unknown state of the mental health challenges that I, that I was dealing with. I think I, I was doing so well at one point that I, I really kind of believe that I was good, but I wasn't, I was better, but I wasn't healed. I, I, I didn't, I wasn't the, all the chains hadn't been broken yet. Yes, of course, being saved and, 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 and living for Christ means that chains are broken, but that doesn't mean that we don't need to do the deep work and the deep healing to really, to really have that redemption story. So the Lord knows. And now it, as a mom, I struggle with, okay, I, I see it now. All this time, I've been neglecting myself and, and just treating myself so poorly as an image bearer of the Lord. You are an image bearer of God, of God. And yet we treat ourselves so negatively. We treat ourselves so negatively and we are image bearers. And that's not what he has for us. He has for us a life of joy, a life of abundance, a life of wellness. It doesn't mean that we won't have struggles, but we're not called to live lives of misery and lives where we are just, we essentially stomp on ourselves with how little we care for ourselves. And that's the, the enemy wants us to stay down there when we become moms. He wants us to believe that we're not worthy of love and of care and of, of caring for ourselves and of dreams and of callings and ambitions and anything else that we feel like sometimes we lose sight of when we become moms. But that's not the truth that God has for us. And I believe that the reason why it's so painful when we become moms is because that's how badly we needed to do this healing. That's how badly we needed to realize how needed it was. Because when you're single and when you aren't a mom or a parent, 
you can do X, Y, and Z to yourself or care not so much for yourself or what have you. And, and you're going to, you know, obviously suffer the consequences for that, but no one else is suffering. No one else is, 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 is at the mercy of your suffering. But once you become a parent, your children are at the mercy of your suffering. But at the same time, we still allow us, we still allow ourselves to suffer thinking that we're doing our children a service and we're really doing them a disservice because they're at the mercy of our suffering and when we're not well then they can't be well. That's how God holds a mirror up to ourselves in motherhood. That's how he uses mirror, that's how, excuse me, that's how he uses motherhood to hold a mirror up to our own selves. And I just wanted to share that with you all today. It's a quick, a quick episode. Um, but that, that's really where this whole business started. And I, I you don't even like using the word business because I sometimes feel like there's just this weird connotation around that. You know, there's so many people in online business now and so many coaches out there and teachers and mentors. And I've even struggled with, what do I call myself? Guys, if you know, if you have an idea of like what you think I do, and I know what I do, but I feel like this, the, the, the names out there don't fit. I'm like, I'm an educator. I'm a coach. I'm a teacher. I'm a mentor. It, it, I'm kind of all the above. Right. Um, but I, I like, like what, what is a mom educator? What is that? What is a motherhood educator? You know what I'm saying? Like that's, that's that, like, and I, and I educate you in home and time and life management. Um, but I also educate, educate you in mission driven, intentional motherhood. There's a lot of things, right? It's all in one thing, but it's like, that's, that's too long of a title. <laughs> um, but anyway, there, there's a host of entrepreneurs out there and motherhood coaches and courses and met and, and, um, membership groups and one-on-one programs. There's so many people out there, which is amazing. There's, there's, I think there's such a need for it because we all need help and support as moms. And we, we need all that that we can get. And I think it's great that we now live in an era in a, in a, in a day and age where we are able to take our expertise and our passion and combine it together and, and make a career out of it that serves God's kingdom and also allows us to, um, provide for our family. That's amazing. Um, but I'm, I'm saying this to say that there's, there's a, there's a lot of them out there and I, I'm just one of them. And I'm, I'm grateful that you are here. You're listening to this podcast episode. Maybe you're already a member of Mission Motherhood Academy. Maybe we've worked together before. Maybe you're one of my, my former clients, um, or you're a current client of mine. Maybe you're going to book a VIP day with me one day and we're going to take a day to really hone in on your routines and your systems or whatever. Maybe you follow me on Instagram and you engage and you share my content or you've left a review on my podcast episode. Whatever it is, I'm grateful that you're here because there's plenty of motherhood coaches and specialists and teachers out there that you can learn from. And I I encourage you to learn from everyone and then take what works for you. Um... But I want you all to know where my heart is. And part of that is being vulnerable and telling you all my story and how I've gotten to where I am right now. And there's so much more to the story. And don't worry, there's plenty more episodes and plenty more content where that came from. But that's just a snippet of it. Because it wasn't until I realized how much of a disservice I was doing my family by being so unhealthy mentally and emotionally and physically that I realized, number one, it had to stop for myself. 
I couldn't do this anymore. Number two, it was, it was blocking me from fulfilling all the missions that God called me to. And I knew from the get-go that I was called to be a mom. Remember I told you that when God, when I told you all that about in my story, when God told me to not pursue journalism, one of the things he told me is I've called you to be a mother and I've called you to raise disciples for my kingdom. And he even told me I've called you to raise daughters. And I right now have two daughters. So I heard that from God years ago. And yet the way that I was treating myself and the way that I was so unaware of how much healing I had to do mentally, emotionally, and physically, that was all blocking me from fulfilling that mission in motherhood that he was calling me to and fulfilling other missions that he was calling me to. Because it wasn't until I began to do that work that I could even have room to do this work that I'm doing right now, which is sitting here recording this podcast, serving you, creating courses in Mission Motherhood Academy, creating workshops and teaching live workshops and teaching women how to not only just organize their homes and manage their time and manage their homes, but really do the same thing, heal and and, and, and take charge of the missions that they've been called to and change and rewrite their own motherhood narrative. I could not do this work had I not, had God not brought me through what he had brought me through and I done my own healing for my own family first and now I can help you do the same. Okay, mamas, you are always asking me where some of my favorite places to shop for my girls are, especially since I love to keep things simple, neutral, and beautiful. And I can't wait to tell you about a beautiful small shop that I recently discovered. What little wonder. What Little Wonder is a curated shop that features gender-neutral pieces that are basic, effortless, functional, and beautiful. This is a one-stop shop for your nursery must-haves that will have you swooning. I recently grabbed the new crib sheets for my girls that I'm low-key jealous of because of how beautiful they are. In addition to crib sheets, you can find dreamy layettes, nursery prints, swaddle blankets, and more. You can easily put together a simple capsule wardrobe for your little one all in one shop. And you guys know how I feel about capsule wardrobes, especially for our kiddos. My favorite thing about What Little Wonder is that they intentionally seek to support other small to mid-sized brands that are mostly owned by other mamas. Magic happens when mamas support each other. It is so important. So to support this brand and to grab yourself something that is just absolutely beautiful, gender neutral, simple, minimalistic, all of that all in one, you've got to grab something from this beautiful small shop. And I'm excited to share that What Little Wonder is giving my listeners 10% off their purchase with the code Mission Motherhood. Head over to whatlittlewonder.com and use Mission Motherhood for 10% off. Thank you, What Little Wonder, for sponsoring this episode. So that's that's my mission. That's my purpose. That's why I'm here. That's why I feel so deeply and strongly and passionate about what I do here at Mission Motherhood and why I love what the Mission Motherhood Academy has become because it's a group of women that are committed to doing the same, to showing up for live workshops so they can say, how can I be a better, better mother today? How can I, not even just be a better, not, not about being a better mother. Yeah, we, we want to be better, not in, the, not in the name of perfectionism or that I'm bad already, but that Growing in excellence is good. It's godly to want to grow and be and and to and to be intentional and to and to strive for excellence. That's a, that's a wonderful godly thing. 
So women are showing up and saying, how can I grow? How can I, how can I do this simply? How can I do this more efficiently? How can I do this more intentionally? What does God have for me? How can I, this is a thing I'm struggling with. How can I change this? Because we aren't called to be miserable in motherhood. We are not called to be miserable in life. And we're called to do so many great things. And one of them is this mission of motherhood. How can I do this mission well? These women are committed to showing up to these live workshops that we that I teach every every month. Um, they're committed to showing up and taking these courses and doing some really deep work that um, that I that I have you do in the um, in the mini courses that are also um, published every month. You get a new mini course every month. And then I've got my moms that are in the group coaching program, the premium program. Um, and Mission Motherhood Academy, and they're committing to showing up on Slack every day. And we're talking about goals and we're talking about how to um, carry out what the homework is in Mission Motherhood and what you learn in the workshop. And we're, we're working through scenarios and, and we're getting support and accountability. And I've got those moms that are showing up on group calls and um, group coaching calls. And these, want, these women are showing up because they're like, hey, I'm ready to fulfill my mission in motherhood too. And I'm ready to rewrite that motherhood narrative as well. So that's where, that's where we are, ladies. That's where we are. That's my story. That's the story of Mission Motherhood. As you know, the doors to the Mission Motherhood Academy are open right now. And I hope that you, I hope that you come join us. I really do. Um, the doors are open until tomorrow. Tomorrow is Friday and the doors will be open until tomorrow. And then I'm closing the doors and I will open the doors again in 2020 and we'll see what happens from there. But for right now, for the rest of the year, this is, um, this is the only time I'm opening the doors until sometime in early 2020. I'm not sure when yet. So if you've been thinking about it, wondering about it, wanting to be a part of it, please come join us. I'd love to have you. You can head to carolinedaysomon.com slash join MMA. You can also shoot me an email at hello at carolinedaysomon.com. If you are thinking about it, have any questions, concerns, want to talk things over, I'm here for you. I'm here. I'm here for all of you. You can shoot me a DM on Instagram as well at carolinedaysomone. And um, I'd love to chat with you. All right, mamas, until next time, I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Mission Motherhood Podcast. You can check out the show notes for this episode at carolinejsumlin.com slash blog. If the content of this episode helped you in any way, please take a few minutes to share this episode with a mama friend, share this podcast to your Instagram stories, and leave us a review in iTunes and subscribe to the show. Thank you so much for listening, mama. See you next time.